What do you do when your friends and family need help in the form of money? What are the odds you will get the money back? The results of a new study will surprise you. We will reveal them as well as what our money friends had to say about the topic. Plus, we have guest co-hosts, the debt-free guys, John Schneider and David Otten, here with us to share their insights and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. And welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm John. And I'm David. We're the Debt-Free Guys and co-hosts of the Queer Money podcast, coming at you live again from Myerstown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> this is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders like the Debt-Free Guys from across the financial lens- landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And we do it six days a week. This episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller for a free trial and to support the show. Welcome back, guys. Show number two for you. Yes, we're getting to be pros now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're in the groove? Yes, we are. (laughs) For those of you that are not regular listeners, tell us a little bit more about what's going on um, with you guys. You have your website, you have your podcast. Yeah, and actually this week we're launching something new to help our community. One of the top concerns uh, for LGBT people is uh, either building or repairing a, a credit score. And so we are launching a free course. It's called Improve or Build Your Credit Score. Uh, that is available at debtfreeguys.com. So that's one of the things that we're working on right now to support and help the LGBT community. Great. And uh, we look forward to checking that out. Let's see which friend is going to lead us into the headline. This is Bethany from the Money Mill House. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's time for our headlines. So our headline this week is generous people get ripped off by friends and family, according to a study. Now, this is an article from the New York Post by Jane Ridley. According to the article, no good deed goes unpunished. (laughs) Nearly half of Americans who have helped out their loved ones financially have had their fingers burned, according to a new survey. A poll by personal finance website Bankrate found that 46% of people who were generous enough to share their money ended up licking their wounds. Whether they lent dollars with the expectation of being paid back, allowed a friend or family member to borrow their credit card, or co-signed for a loan or rental, the outcome was negative. All too often, these situations end poorly, says Bankrate Industry Analyst Ted Rossman in a statement. Yeah, do money and friends mix? (laughs) His company interviewed 2,490 U.S. adults for the survey. Researchers found that 35% of respondents who aided loved ones financially lost money, suffered a a damaged credit score, and had their relationship harmed. Probably worse of all. Rossman claims a good rule of thumb is not to lend anyone any amount of money that you're not willing to part with for good. If you still want to loan cash, like the 60% of those who were surveyed, he says, I would try to go into that idea that you don't want to hurt the relationship. So if that means that you've got to swallow the money, I think that needs to be your mental state going into it. 
Lending cash was the most common form of financial assistance. Next up, at 21% came people who have co-signed for a car or a rental. Less than one in five respondents admitted to lending their credit card to a friend or family member. Of those who have, 21% lost money. 16% say say doing so harmed their relationship with the person, and 12% say it hurt their credit score. Uh, It's okay to say no, he says, but perhaps offer to help in another way. Did you guys, were you guys surprised by this? What's um, your experience been? I wasn't terribly surprised by it. Um, it maybe it's just because I'm 46 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of um, financial situations uh, hurt, uh, break up friendships and relationships. So I wasn't terribly surprised by it. Um, I guess I just uh, surprised that that many people are, are still lending friends to <laughs> friends money. Um, and then it's still breaking up relationships. It seemed like this has been something that's been going on for a while. And at this point, we should have, I don't know, come to a mutual understanding. Yeah. <laughs> What's been I, your you know, experience with it? Well, I, 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 uh, I think for me for personally, um, after we paid off our credit card debt and we started to publicize that, um, I think that there was a perception in uh, with not necessarily our friends and family, but um, from people in the blogosphere that all of a sudden we were cash cows and uh, that people could reach out to us and try to borrow money from us. And uh, I think that we have applied um, a rule with that just similar to what I think maybe uh, is suggested in the article here is that um, just giving someone money doesn't necessarily or won't necessarily help them direct them to the, the services or the organizations that can, can help them or provide help in another way by, you know, maybe helping them sign up for some sort of benefit or, you know, and, and that's kind of the direction that we've had to go uh, with, uh, with individuals in our community. We did put this question out to our Money Friends community on Instagram. We also are taping this live on Facebook, so we'll take some comments from our Facebook Live audience as well. But we had a lot of responses, a lot of responses um, in the last, I think, 15 hours that we've had this this uh, out on our Money Friends pod Instagram so, stories. So do you guys want to share some of the responses that we got? Yeah, we did get some very interesting responses. I think they kind of tie into what the article says here. Someone uh, says, if you can't afford to do it without getting the money back, you can't afford to do it at all. <laughs> Which is so, I think that's, that's really a, you know, kind of the appropriate thing here is if you're going to lend and you expect the money to become back, you're not really lending, you're becoming a bank. <laughs> so um, another one, another person said, give them a place to stay for reduced rent or free uh, would have them sign a renter's contract, though. So it goes to this other, this idea of helping people in other ways. Yeah, I like that. And and a number of comments basically just you know said it was it's a gift. Period. Don't ever expect to be repaid. Direct assistance, food, etc., but not money was another comment. Never lend. Just give graciously. You can you can if not, then don't give. And then another person said, I trust a handful of friends to repay a loan, helping family done under the assumption that it's a gift. Um, and, you know, just more echoing, give the money only, but with the expect- expectation of not being paid back. So similar themes there, right, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when, in discussion with this last night between David and me, we were thinking that this just kind of underscores what we've become very passionate about the last couple of years and that people friends and family don't talk about money enough. Uh, and, and if people uh, 
we find that people talk about money more, they make slightly better financial decisions in their day-to-day lives, and that, that leads to more financial security. And if you find that um, you have a friend or family member who needs a significant amount of money because they're in a tight spot, that probably opens up the door to have that kind of a discussion. Maybe not necessarily in that particular moment, uh, but maybe down the road to start having a money uh, discussion with them to maybe help them achieve financial security. And that can help you as well. Right. Instead of just giving them a gift or lending them and thinking you might get the money back, maybe engage them into a conversation about why they're at this point where they're even asking you for the money. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We also did a poll and uh, you guys have not seen the results of it. We asked our Money Friends pod audience on Instagram stories, have you lent money to a friend and been paid back? And the two options for answers were yes, friends forever and no, lesson learned. Where do you think our Money with Friends audience came down on our Instagram stories poll? Uh, I'm going to go with um, 40% said no, never lend money again. Yeah, I, I would say probably 60-40 split yeah. there that it's a le- lesson learned that 60% have, have lent and never got the money back and 40% have been pleasantly surprised to get the money back. <laughs> Wait, is that, are both of you saying that? Are you agreeing yeah. with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's agreeing with me. Okay, so bo- you're both saying 60% lesson learned and 40% are, say- 40, 40% are saying yes, friends forever. You guys were really close. as of now, the poll's been live about 15 hours. Yes, friends forever and was 41% and no lesson learned, meaning they did not get the money back, 59%. So you guys were right on the money, pun intended, on that one. You know something, apparently. (laughs) I kind of wonder if there's a societal expectation today that that, that that's what happens when somebody asks to borrow money quote unquote, borrow money, that now the expectation is, I know I don't have to pay this back because everyone doesn't expect me to pay it back. So I'm not going to pay it back. And that, that's, I think that's an unfortunate thing. You know, it, we, we should be pleasantly surprised when, it, when uh, it's paid back. But if someone is coming to you saying, I want to borrow some money, maybe you need to ask them, do you really intend to pay it back? Because right. if, you, if you want me to give you a gift, just ask for me to give you money rather than borrow money because then you're, you're setting some uh, unfair expectations in our relationship. <laughs> well, I think that's great to say though, but I think in, in practice it's really hard because I think there's a lot of emotions tied with money. And if you have to go to somebody because you need money, that's, it's, I think that's even more challenging because you know, we tie our self-worth to it. Society looks at us as if we're not worthy enough if we don't have enough income or enough money saved in our retirement account. So if I have to go to somebody to ask for money, I think in practice that, that's a great idea. But I think it's, it's kind of really hard to do. Well, but, uh, you know, if, if we're seeing that a lot of people are getting burned here and uh, that, you know, a significant number of individuals has says, said that it has hurt their relationship with this person, it has hurt them financially, maybe we need to have the cojones to be able to say, <laughs> hey, I don't want to get hurt here and I don't want to hurt our relationship. So let's talk the truth. Yeah. What if you really do have the money and what if you really believe that this is something where they just had bad luck? I mean, we know some of the biggest um, reasons for financial ruin are often things that are out of people's control, like medical issues or, Mm -hmm. I mean, a student debt is to a large degree in people's control, but it's also something that is often well-intentioned when people start out and um, sometimes things, I don't want to say it's somebody's fault to have student loan debt. It's absolutely not. It's just something that they did go into, hopefully with open eyes, but it's just becomes unmanageable and is often not someone's 
quote, fault. And so these things that really crush people are often not things that they, it's not like they often went out just shopping and bought a bunch of irresponsible things. Very often there are real reasons and good intentions behind their financial problems. Does that change things? Absolutely. I I think it does. I mean, I think maybe that, that lends the, the the need to say to to have the courage to say well um, you know let, I'm happy to consider this um, do you mind letting letting me know what this money is for um, and have the person provide some backstory that might actually help the decision making um, and I, I don't think that the idea is to to not be uh, friendly and loving and, and giving to your friends and family or even uh, your neighbor who you might not necessarily know as well um, I think the the idea is just to, to be cautious about what risk you're you're assuming. Um, so if, if, again, as the article kind of reiterated, stated, if even if someone's in, in a, a honest financial predicament, um, because of no cause of their own, uh, they need to borrow money. You just have to be prepared to, to, to possibly never get that money back. And as I mentioned, we do tape this live in front of a Facebook audience. I just want to take uh, one or two audience comments. We have Dylan here with us. He says, as with all things, there are so many levels of nuance. And I think that's a really important thing to point out. And we have Ron here. Um, can you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah, the borrower is skipping over a lending institution to ask family is the same person that can't come up with a $400 emergency. Yeah. yeah. So it, it sounds... Go ahead. It kind of sounds like he uh, that Ron may be referring to that Atlantic. I think it was the Atlantic article that talked about how many Americans couldn't come up with uh, four hundred dollars cash to cover an emergency. And and uh, you, I think maybe he brings up a good point that there's a lot of people out there who have mismanaged them their finances and have aren't able to do that. I think that the percentage of people who actually truly have a real financial emergency or are faced with a problem that they could couldn't prepare for is probably a lot smaller than 47% of Americans. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we're going to leave this discussion there and be back in just a moment with our takeaways, but being organized is certainly one way not to get into financial trouble. So we all need to be more money, more organized with our money. And I don't think there's any such thing as being too organized. So we love having Tiller as a sponsor here at Money with Friends. They help you manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet. The only service Tiller is that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. And unlike financial applications that force you to compromise, these spreadsheets are fully customizable for your needs. Tiller makes them even better with an automatic daily feed of your spending balances and transactions. Tiller eliminates data entry, multiple account logins, and so on. You just connect your banks once to see your transactions automatically updated each day. Go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller for more info and a 20% discount. And a reminder, it is on the Stacking Benjamins website because Money with Friends is part of the Stacking Benjamins family of podcasts. And if you do use our link we thank you because they send us a thank you all right time for our takeaways do you guys want to go first or do you want to have the final word you want to go first or go last we'll have the final word (laughs) we'll let ladies go first all right um okay so lots of gray areas here guys if we can afford to help even if we are not paid back then we can make that decision But this is not just about money. If someone you care about owes you money and they know it, and just having that hanging over you does damage. Giving is a better way. Just tell them. They can give you a gift back if and when they can. But if this is a problem, I'm sorry, if this is a pattern, 
better to talk to them about ways that they can help themselves, like maybe getting a side hustle or taking out an actual personal loan where an institution will force them to pay back the money and they'll improve their money habits. You can also help in non-monetary ways. For example, watch their kids for free while they're working that side hustle on occasion or drop off a night's dinner to make life a little easier and show that you care. Spending time with them and talking them through the issues that got them to that point may be the best value you can bring to the table. Awesome. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, all those are, are great advice. Um, helping individuals realize that there are lots of options. You know, oftentimes uh, when we get into a financial situation, we only look at uh, that we can either get money from our employer or from a friend or family member. But there's lots of other options, uh, maybe things, uh, access to money that we didn't really know that we had, especially in cases of emergency. Um, but I think that what this really brings up is the, the point that Many of us are have people near and dear to us that may not have good money habits. And so sharing things like this podcast or sharing the tools that you're using, talking about money is one of the best ways to prevent a situation like this from happening in your life. If you're encouraging your fan, friends and family to do better financially, they may never have to come to you asking for support or help. John? Yeah, I would just add that. You know, most... I do. Yeah. Um, I'll just add that emotionally we can feel compelled to help friends or family members who may not necessarily feel compelled to, to pay us back. Um, ultimately, uh, you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first. So like the oxygen and uh, mask analogy on the airplane, make sure you put your oxygen mask on first before you help someone else. If you can't actually help a friend or family member, don't hurt yourself um, and try to find another solution to help that family member if possible. Very well said. I, I love the idea of working through it and finding solutions because we do want to be there to help our friends and family. We just want to do it in the most productive way. Um, before I let you go, tell us more about what's going on at the podcast. And you have something, you have a project with Experian. Yeah. So uh, our, our podcast uh, comes out every Tuesday, which is uh, Queer Money Focuses on the LGBT Community. Oftentimes, we're sharing either money tips from our own experience, or we have some great stories about individuals who have uh, experienced uh, some form of fabulousness in their lives, not always money-related. Uh, we recently interviewed someone who left Alabama in the 1950s because he was a gay man who ended up becoming uh, the interior designer to the Hollywood stars and how fa- how his life became fabulous. Like major an amazing stars. story about uh, his perseverance and determination to, to have the life that he really wanted. It's an am- amazing story. And then we are uh, on uh, at debtfreeguys.com. You can find our new free course, which helps individuals build or improve their credit score powered by Experian Boost. Very well said. Well, thank you guys. This has been show number two. You're going to be back for the entire season two of Money with Friends. You'll be back every four weeks approximately um, for two shows in a row. So we look forward to that. If people want to find out more about you besides going to your own website, Debt Free Guys directly, you can also go to the moneywithfriendspodcast.com website where you'll see bios of the guys along with other guest co-host for this season and past seasons. And you can go to the schedule area of that website to find out when we are taping. We also do our very best to put links to the articles that are discussed in the show. If you want to participate in our polls, 
you can go to our Instagram account at Money Friends Pod. Also, please follow us on Twitter, same handle at Money Friends Pod. And please, if you like the show, leave a positive review for us wherever you listen, um, including Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. Any final words, guys? All I can say is that this show reminded me that I owe my dad $130. <laughs> All right. Good place to leave it. I think you've got a little phone call to make there, John. <laughs> On behalf of John and David, the Debt Free Guys, I'm Bobby Rebel. Have a great day. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is Caden Thompson. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends. <laughs>